Hello and welcome to Adventure's Edge, an actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast. My name is Don and I'm going to be your game master through our first campaign, Heroes of the Veil. And with me at our table for our first adventure, I have five brave heroes that are going to embark upon this quest with us. We are going to be playing a Pathfinder first edition campaign modified with some homebrew rules. And we'll be giving you more information about the world and the campaign as we go. And I'll just start right now that there is a website out there where you can find a lot more about us, about the rules, about the world and everything. And that is going to be adventuresedgerpg.com. Let's see who is joining me at the table. So if you could, we'll go around the table, say who you are and what you are playing. All right. Hi, I'm Rochelle and I am playing Zinnia Mosswing and I am a fairy wizard. Oh, and I have a familiar who is a fox named Nipper. Oh, so cute. All right. Hello. My name is Glow, and I am Bramble, and I am a fawn bard. Oh, what do you play, fawn bard? Uh, I play the lute. The ever popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am Matt, and I'm playing Trunk, a joyful if confused cleric bumbling around at seven foot four in a world of pixies. You're and you're a troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely if you've played Pathfinder, you'll notice we have some different races here. So, yes, so we have a fairy, a fawn, and a troll, and then we have. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'll be playing a human fighter. Now. So exotic. Troll me. <laughs> so exotic. The classic human fighter. And I am Thad, and I'll be be playing Darun Stonebreaker, a druid. Uh, dwarf, and this is my sidekick and my companion, Kudros. She's a uh, black wolf, and I have one request from the bard. No stairway to heaven. <laughs> no. no stairway. No stairway to heaven. No stairway. Okay. You've not seen Wayne's World? No, I haven't. And we just saw our first generation gap, oh. people. <laughs> yep, sorry, guys. It's okay. It's okay. It's oh, okay. dear. All right. Well, this story is going to be taking place in the world of Telus, which is a homebrew world. And again, you can find information about that at adventuresedgerpg.com. You do not need to engage with us in other ways. You'll learn more about the world as we go, because this is going to be the first campaign that I've run uh, in this world. So it is very, very new. And none of my players have had the opportunity to, you know, obviously play in it. They got a uh, GM's guide that I'm sure they've all read and thoroughly studied, as every player always does. Absolutely. Mm. Ins and outs. Uh Ins and outs. Thoroughly steeped in the lore. So we'll all be learning about this together, and that'll be fine. But if you, again, if you want to learn more outside of that, there's going to be avenues for you to do that. Again, we're going to be on the world of Telus in the land of Galtia to the western side in a place called Westerness in the Duchy of Landon, in a place called Shippersville, and a town called Raven Rock. And I know all of you are going to have that ready on the quiz. We're good, right? 
Mm. Yes. Yep. Um, but the important part is Raven Rock is going to be the starter town. It is a lovely little town of about 1,800 people set. Nestled on the uh, Burberry Run, which is a small river. And it is next to a place called the Hollow Wood, which is a large fey-filled forest. To the north of the Vell is a chain of rocky hills called the Giant's Teeth. And to the south of the Vale are the Shepherd's Peaks. It is a pretty lush Vale, is mostly temperate. And again, we'll learn more as we go. But we're going to be starting here in the town of Raven Rock. And the action is going to pick up in a large colonial style house at the top of the hill. And inside this house, on an upper floor, in a small room, there is a sick child named Brina. Her matted hair, uh, blonde curls draping down. She's about eight years old. And her dearest friend in the world, Zinnia, has been secretly living there in the family home and uh, doing her best to befriend Brina. And of the last couple of days, try to take care of her because you're convinced that her mother is not doing a good enough job. And nobody else other than Brina knows that you are here. So it is, it's late at night. You're in the room with her and Brina has a, a pretty significant cough and it's just definitely getting worse. And she's laying there in the bed and uh, looking at you, you know, kind of sweat coming down her brow. And I don't feel so well, Zinnia. Oh, Brina, Brina, what can I do? I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know. And she <coughs> coughs to the side. Uh, maybe, maybe Tommy can help. Or, or, or someone. Oh, okay. And, and so, so I, I start checking my pouches and, and then I, I pull out, I pull out a feather, a small feather. And then I remember that Bramble gave it to me. And so I think for a minute and, and I remember Bramble said that I could send them a message. So, okay. I concentrate really hard, and I tell Bramble, Bramble, I need you to come to the village. There's a little girl who's my friend. She's very sick. I need you to bring the big healer to the big house with red shutters. Um, it's very tall and near the tavern. And I concentrate really hard. And I hope it works. You concentrate on the feather and you feel it begin to glow ethereal in your hand and kind of swirls about and takes the shape of a kind of a almost spectral looking uh, songbird. And it tweets at you, looks at you, and then flies off through the open shutters into the night like a small shining bit of light that flies off into the distance to the, to the hollow wood hopefully in making its way to your dearest friend, Bramble. Okay, okay, Brina, I've sent for help. And then I, I sit down next to her and I stroke her, stroke her hair and try and keep her calm. So later that night, in the early morning hours, Bramble, you're nestled in whatever it is you sleep in. I assume you have a nice little fawn bed somewhere out in the forest. Yes, yes. Probably in a tiny little cottage. Not even exactly sure you could describe that later, but I'm sure it is really cute. <laughs> um, this magical little songbird flies in through your window if you have one, 
and lands near you and begins to tweet until it has your attention. So I'm sure you're kind of awake with a, a brief start and look at it and as it kind of solidifies. And it begins to recite the words in Zinnia's voice that she just spoke for us, summoning you and asking for help and to bring the healer. And you and very, very few other Fae have never actually been into Raven Rock. It's the, you know, not too distant, but just safely enough that the human town nearby, which you know that your friend Zinnia has gone to live with. And she said, bring the healer. Yes, I, I hear my friends uh, call for help. And, and I frantically uh, get up and grab my things and start um, going through our Fae village. Um, I knock on some different doors and, and I ask for information about where the big healer is because I know he likes, to, he likes to jump around and go to different houses. Um, so I knock on some doors and I, and I peek in um, until finally I find him. And I, and I say to him, Trunk, I need your help. Oh, all right. Um, what is broken? Um, well, actually, um, there's, there's this, this girl, and she's very sick. And I know that this is, is scary, but we, we need to go to the human, human village. Out, outside of the wood? Yes. But I see Zinnia's with, with this girl, and it sounds like she's very sick and she needs our help. I'll think for a moment. Um, you know, deep down, I've had this call for a time. I sigh. All right. I guess it is time. Um, do I need to bring anything? Because I do not have anything to bring. No, I don't think we need to bring anything. Very, okay. All right, well, the two of you gather what meager possessions you have, look around at the small fey village with the, you know, the scattering fey. It's still, you know, very early morning hours, so not too many of them have awakened. Perhaps some of the pixies are up and doing their morning dance and uh, flying through the trees. But, uh, yeah, there's really no fanfare. You just gather your stuff and quietly walk out of the village towards this strange human town, which you generally do your best to avoid. And, you know, it's going to take you a couple hours to get there, so you make haste as best you can to go help this sick child. So we will pan around to another Gunderson home, a much smaller one at the bottom of the hill down near the docks, where none other than Thomas lives. And We've established you're probably an early morning riser, maybe, depending on what you did the night before. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, uh, whatever it is you're doing, uh, you, you hear a, uh, a gentle knock on the door, which is certainly not expected for this, t- this time of morning. Okay. It's almost timid in the knocking. Well, I'll grab, I'll grab Mama, and then I'll go and kind of creak the door open. All right, you uh, <laughs> you creak the door open and look out into the street where you see uh, a young boy. He's uh, one of the local runners. Basically, there's a uh, half a dozen of them that do uh, you know throw them a penny and they'll take a message around town. It's kind of like little errand boys, and he's got his uh, little small cap on, and he's looking quite a bit timid as he as he kind of looks up at you, 
you cannot try to remember his name. You think it's Gerald or Jerry or something like that. Oh, hey, Jerry. Oh, hello, Mr. Mr. Gunderson. Uh, you can call me Tommy. Um, oh, okay, to- okay, Tommy. I've got a message from me mum. Oh, really? Uh, well, let's yes. have it. Yes, sir. Uh, she says uh, your your sister Brina is quite ill, and uh, she says you should come forthwith. Oh, Brina's sick. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'll grab a shirt from inside the house and kind of ruffle through my pockets to get some kind of coinage and flip something to, to Jerry. Uh, hey, uh, thank you kindly, sir. No problem. And I'll, I'll take off. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he takes, the, takes, the car, takes it and uh, goes quickly running off. So you grab your stuff and make your way winding through the town up the hill. You, you do notice, curiously, that the, the town itself seems to be a little quieter than normal. It is still early, but I'm, there's just not quite as many people on the streets as you're kind of accustomed to. Sure. Kind of look at the sun and wonder what exactly what time it is, but shrug it off and uh, make your way to your family home. All right, while you do that, we now go to Derun. Derun, we know you've been living here about a year with uh, an a more senior member of the guild that you're part of, the Earth Elders, Umros. And uh, you came here to study under him, and you've been kind of living in his upstairs. We'll call it a guest room. Pretty simple place. And he's also sick. It's been a couple days, and he has a progressively uh, worse cough. And the the neighbor dwarf, uh, Gilda, who's a a little bit younger, but she's, she's kind of thinks of him as like maybe a friendly uncle and, you know, checks on him. He's pretty much the only other person that really is in Umros's life. He's kind of a, kind of a recluse and she's been bringing him some soup and things like that. But you, you, you've heard him coughing through the night and uh, you kind of get up and check on him this morning and he just, yeah, it looks like it's worse and you see little flecks of blood on his pillow and, uh, yeah, you need to do something. You're not, you're not, you know, obviously not maybe able to heal him yourself just yet, but he kind of looks at you uh, a little weakly. Umros, your cough is getting worse. Oh, it, it seems to be. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm going to be fine. Well, I don't know about that. I'm going to get you something for it. Uh, uh, perhaps, yes, something from the healer to <laughs> ease, ease the pain. And you see, he Probably notices the blood too, and you know has a little worried look. But uh, yes, probably don't don't fuss too much. But if you can find something, enough talking. You get some rest. I'll go get it. I'll let Gilda know we're going. Gudros, let's go, girl. All right. Your black wolf looks at you expectantly and uh, quickly comes to your side. She's been sleeping by Umros's side all night. All right. She uh yeah looks back and kind of winds winds a bit as animals seem to be able to pick up on things that the rest of us cannot. So, yeah, you step out of the house and go to the neighbor house. Um, you know, you see, the, you see there's a, a lantern on and probably a rap on the door and the, the young Gilda answers. Gilda, almost is getting worse. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh. I'm going to go get something for him. Hopefully I can find something. Say your prayers to Tobras. Oh, I shall indeed. I'll... I'll make some more soup. I will go check on him. Thank you. And I'll head down the stairs and out the door. All right. Well, 
you you know your way enough around the town. I mean, and it's it's not a huge place, and there's only you know so many business establishments. But you have an idea of where there is a healer shop, kind of on the the north side of the hill. So you make your way way up around the hill and up towards you know the central dividing road. And as you approach the intersection, you see uh, kind of a curious sight, because back at our dear friends here, Trunk and Bramble, you you walk for several hours and you've you know made it out of the forest to your consternation, no doubt, uh, circumventing and a pretty giving the the logging camp a very wide berth and making your way to the town itself. And you know, uh, Raven Rock is a uh, it's a small walled town. It has a wooden palisade that circles around it. And there, you know, there were a couple guards at the gates who spied you curiously as you approached. And once you told them why you were there, they just kind of shrugged in a confused manner why <laughs> the two of you were coming into the town, but uh, motioned you by and you've been kind of making your way in and you can immediately feel that the few people that are out and about or the people that noticed you through their windows have been definitely watching you curiously. And Raven Rock is a, is set on a, like a hill where you can see the, you know, the buildings kind of make their way up around the hill and you come to the first intersection being unfamiliar with the place and looking around. Uh, nobody else has come up to offer you any, any aid and, there's not really many other people on the streets right now. You kind of expected humans to be everywhere. But as you're standing there looking around, uh, trying to figure out which way to go, you see um, a dwarf and a black wolf making their way up towards the intersection. Uh, Derun, you notice this odd couple standing up at the intersection. Uh, they seem to have paused, looking around perhaps confusedly. One of them is a hulking form, uh, something like seven and a half feet tall, just hugely muscular uh, in a simple patchwork tunic. But next to him is a even more curious sight. There's a small fawn. A fawn? Uh, I mean, you've, you've definitely heard of the mm -hmm. fae, but I don't, I don't imagine you've probably had any like, direct interactions with them, and certainly just not brazenly walking down the street in Raven Rock. Well, Kudros is, she'll stand up straight and <laughs> sniff the air, and she won't get any kind of heckles, but she's definitely responsive, and I'll just kind of stare at them, perhaps put up a hand in my recognition. I think I see a human over there. He has a puppy. I see someone. I don't, I don't think it's a human, though. He's awfully short, but there is a puppy. Everyone is short. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> um, he looks friendly. He waved a hand of us at us, I believe. Um, I think I'm going to go over and ask if he can help us find where we're going. I approach the dwarf with the with the puppy, and I say, "Um, excuse me." I, we're looking for a, a house. Um, it's got red shutters, and it's near a tavern. And I'll scratch my head with small chunks of clay coming out of it. And Kudros will come over and start sniffing you. Um, oh yes, I think I know where that is. 
Hmm. Well, if we can make it quick, I can show you. It's much easier. Thank you. I'll sigh and get up off of the ground where I sat down to pet the puppy. And, <laughs> and uh, I am Darun. It's important that we know names. Yes, I am Bramble. Bramble. And your big friend? They call me Drunk. Drunk like a tree. That's why they called me that. Most curious. I was born next to mm, I found Kudros next to one. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> well, we should go with haste. It seems like you're in a bit of a hurry. Yes. Well, all right. You begin le leading them up to the top of the hill. Yeah, you, you know where the tavern is at the very least. And you're pretty sure once you're up there, you can spy this house that they've Perhaps I've describe. seen red shutters before. So, back to Tommy. You've, you obviously know where the house is. Yeah. <laughs> and you have your own, own feelings of trepidation. And uh, you, you, you hurried up. Uh, it is extremely rare that your mother is going to bother sending you any sort of communication. Yeah. Um, I'd like to take the shortcut through the clock tower, or between the clock tower and the, and the pub. Okay. And get to the back of the house, to the back door, where I could maybe get to Brina's room without interacting with my mother. <laughs> All right. Uh, you... Yeah, you slip in through the back door. You can, uh, you figure at this hour, your your father's already at the tavern itself, the Howling Hound, getting ready for the day. And yeah, you can hear your mother in the kitchen bustling around. And if you're going to try to be stealthy, give me a, give me a stealth check. Uh, sure. First roll of the game. Yeah. No, this is not something I'm good at. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> All right. Well, you uh, you sneak into the house and begin making your way up the stairs. When you hear your, we hear your mother, Thomas, is that you? Oh, sweet, sweet hell. All right. Yeah, it's me, mom. I need you to run an errand. Your sister's not doing well. Well, can't I go see her first? Yes, yes, go see her. I, I've been giving her some poultices and stuff, but she's getting worse. I need you to run and get her something from the Roots and Remedies place. That's fine. She, she doesn't even come out of the kitchen. Like, she doesn't even come <laughs> up to, like, greet you or whatever. And I don't go down to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you kind of hear, hear a, a, a pan, like, you know, clink a little too heavily. And, yeah. So she's a busy in there, and uh, you make your way up the sturdy stairs. And up to Brina's room. Do do I hear somebody approaching? You definitely do. Yeah. Okay. He's not he's not as stealthy as he thinks he is. So then as many times as he probably snuck out as pro he probably snuck out many, many nights. But... I don't think I snuck out very many nights. <laughs> <laughs> then then if I know that somebody is coming up to the room, I of course am going to be trying to hide. Yes. I'm presuming that uh, you have a a place up in the eaves or something where you've—I I don't know if "nested" is the right word for you—but uh, you have a little spot, so you flutter up out of sight. Okay, just making sure I'm not eager to be spotted at this point. And Brina's old older brother comes into the room. <laughs> oh, Bree, what's wrong? You see her, um, kind of weakly laying in bed, just kind of all sweating and. 
Tommy, I'm not doing well. I've got some sick. Oh. And I'll go over and uh, <coughs> I'll feel her head and see if it's hot. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a little bit hot. And, um, yeah, she, she's definitely perspiring, but you kind of look at her over and she just looks weak. And you can kind of hear her lungs wheezing just a bit. Oh, Bree, did you play outside too long in the rain? Oh, no, I mean, not recently. Well, Tommy's going to go get you some medicine. Can, can you find something that tastes better than what Ma keeps giving me? Um, certainly. Is it, she still give that stuff that tastes real bitter? Yeah, she, she, thinks it, <coughs> she thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Well, don't worry. Tommy's here now. Oh, okay. Zinnia sent for some help, too. Well, I don't think your imaginary friend might be as successful as your successful older brother, but, you know, we'll we'll go for it. About that time, you hear a loud uh, knocking at the family home main door. Mom! Ma! Get the door! Who... Did you already send for help? No, that's not me. You, you just kind of hear an exasperated sigh, even from where you're at, and some tromping around to the front door, where uh, <laughs> the door kind of is thrown open. Yes, what? Do you-, you just hear mid-sentence cut off. As uh, yeah, this uh, older human woman, kind of with graying hair, uh, she's got a, an apron on, and you can see that she's obviously been working in the kitchen. I mean, from your perspectives, that's about all you would probably pick up, you know. But uh, she she was going to address the three of you standing out there, and she just seems to be stricken. She looks at the looks at the three of you. Oh, I've seen this before. Here, I can help, and I start reaching out for her to heal her. <laughs> she, you're pretty certain you would equate that to a squawk that comes out of her mouth, <laughs> which is something you hear, uh, Thomas and. You don't think you've ever heard. <laughs> I, would head, I would head downstairs. I'm going to grab his, his arm and gently and say, we don't do that here. <laughs> it's okay, but they get, the humans get scared often. Uh, yeah, she, she backs up. Thomas, Thomas, this Thomas. Somebody's at the door. All right, I'll head downstairs to the front door. Yeah, she, she just kind of looks at you and there's this, the look in her, her face, that's not something you would re- readily recognize. Okay. <laughs> something has thrown her off completely. <laughs> and I imagine I then see them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you turn around the corner and step to the door and do you see why? <laughs> Sweet Lord. So <laughs> as, a big one. <laughs> yes, as 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 Tommy runs down the stairs, I will emerge from my hiding place and I will tell Brina that I'm gonna go see if 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 my friends are here. Hold on. And then I will, I will try and stealthily go downstairs because if it's not them, I, I don't, still don't want to be seen. All right. Uh, give me a stealth check. Um, 16. All right. Are you, and you're going to kind of come up behind Thomas mm-hmm. and just kind of hovering there? Mm-hmm. All right. So you're distracted by them. but uh, I'm, Obviously, I'm distracted. I mean, <laughs> we've talked about this. I recognize him. We, through our... Yeah, you do. our business. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, I recognize him. He now. probably didn't really notice you immediately. Sure. 
um, we did establish there's a little can't bigger uh, fish to fry. <laughs> um, you yeah, as, you, as your as your eyes as your Thomas as your eyes kind of move from this hulking you know troll of a creature, and then you're like, oh, and then there's this like fawn on your doorstep, and then things sort of you know crystallize, and you see, oh wait, there's that dwarf dwarf. You wouldn't call him a friend, but he's been doing some business, some shipping business down on the dock. So you've You've, you've spoken a few times. You, you recognize him. Oh, hey, Dayroon. Oh, I didn't know you lived here. Well, I don't live. You know, it's a story. But what, what are you doing here with your big friend? They, your well, massively big friend. I just met them. Oh. They just wanted directions here. Um, At so, this point. Yeah. I, yeah. So the, so the other, actually, all four of you can make perception rolls to see who's actually even spots him. The fluttering zinnia is a 24. Uh, that is a 17. Oh, 19 for truck. Uh, 10 for bramble. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you, she's apparently behind Tommy's head, but, um, uh, Tommy, you, you hear some fluttering like back behind your head and you kind of glance back and there's definitely something right here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, and Truck, you're like, I mean, I don't know if you know Zinnia so much, but you know she's a she's a fairy. I mean, to Trunk at this point, seeing a fairy is more normal than seeing a human, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't take your eyes off Tommy. <laughs> it's like, what is that? <laughs> and then Darun, I mean, your morning's just completely gone a little sideways mm-hmm. seeing all these fairies. Yeah, there's, you kind of focus and there's a fluttering fairy in the house and. Uh, okay. I'm going to close my eyes <laughs> and open back up and just go, um, and then point behind your, your, your head. When he does that, you're like, um, Bramble, you kind of look, you bend sideways and look around at uh, Tommy and then, oh. Ah, Zinnia. So as, as soon as I see Bramble, <laughs> I will be like, Bramble! And I will fly directly to Bramble, um, land on his head, and grab his horns and sit on top of his head and say, she's upstairs. Come on, follow me. Oh, well, no. No, but <laughs> he's getting upstairs. No, what? no. And then, so. Take yeah. it easy. Guide you upstairs. Start guiding you upstairs. But. What's going on? Mom. Steer your head like Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did did they go away yet? Are those your friends from the docks? Uh they're no, and no, they did not go away. So This way, Trunk. Uh, so I imagine I would follow Trunk. We through have to the help house, Rena. Like a little yappy dog that can't really do anything about the situation. It's it's like it's like uh, in the shows where the random party shows up and everybody starts forcing their way in, and you're Hi. helpless at the front door. <laughs> yeah, very much, very <laughs> much that feeling. It's not used to it either. The rune is going to put up his hands. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about it, Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just gonna stay out here in the front step. Uh, it looks like there's too many in there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> just holler if you need help. Well, I'm gonna sit on the front stoop if that's okay with Kudros and just kind of say my morning prayers to Tobris on the behalf of Umros. Some quiet. All right. Well, um, Zinni, you guide uh, 
bramble up the stairs because you're you're well familiar with this house at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, the other human woman peeks out of the kitchen, emits another th- another thing resembling a squawk, and closes the door. <laughs> sure that Tommy will figure this out. And uh, yeah, Trunk, you just follow them up these uh, these sturdy stairs leading up into the the loft. Um, yeah, Thank goodness it's... for the Dutch colonial construction. Well, they're the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> it's made by a man named Dutch. Oh, oh man, this it's is... okay, Trunk. Just come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is sturdy enough, although it creaks slightly as you as you make it into the loft where there's a. Uh, a simple room with de- decorated in, uh, I don't know, various nature themes and some bright colors. And there's flower a chains. Flower chains, many of which probably made most recently by Zinnia. And yeah, they're, uh, they're on a small bed as a, as a sickly little child. So, Bramble, you probably just, I mean, you're directed to go right up to the bed. And uh, the, the child's like, <laughs> you came, friends. Jenny, your friends came. Of course they came. They're here to help. And by the way, she's, she's speaking Pythian. So we all understand her. Isn't that nice? That is very nice. Um, I, I look at this girl and I say, we're here to help. This is my friend Trunk and, and he's going to try and heal you. Uh, so Drunk, you just go walking up to the bed. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Growing up in the Hollowood amidst pixies and such, I don't imagine I spend a lot of time in buildings and especially not ones with second floors. So this is, I'm very aware that I don't belong in this place. It's so much smaller than I am. So You definitely fill the space. Yeah, I kind of hulk in as much as I can. um, And then I'll kind of get down on my knees, kind of scoot up closer to her. Um... I understand that you're ill. Yeah, she she's kind of looking at you a little wide-eyed. It's just, uh, you're you're much bigger than I imagined. And then and then Thomas, you're probably coming up like trying to get in. <laughs> you like these uh, people like what is yeah. going on? So I imagine at this point, um, I would have identified them as Fay, right? Yes. So I wouldn't be scared. Um, for, for uh, Bree, or myself. So, but I would want to probably sit on the bed next door or get fairly close. Yeah, all the all the stories that uh, she's been telling you now for months and months about her her secret friend and the little language she's been teaching you. Yeah, like everything you completely thought was imaginary is like crashing down now. As <laughs> yeah. reality is right here. Um. So I, w- I would get close, and in, in uh, our secret made-up language that is actually a language, I would say, oh, don't, don't worry, Bree. It, it seems like he's here to, to help. Which, at that point, would probably surprise both Trunk and Bramble that this human guy is speaking, well, Pythian, which is your, your native fei mm-hmm. tongue, which is definitely not something you would have expected. Honestly, I pro- just grin really big. I I, to, I turn over to Zinnia. Um, t- did you teach him that? Not me. And and I just look over, very impressed. Yeah, all of the uh, the secondhand coaching lessons you've been giving, <laughs> giving Tommy, 
<laughs> it's probably about the only language I ever hear. So yeah. the idea that somebody else is speaking the language that I know probably doesn't strike me as odd. Oh, that's a good point. Only because I don't really know about the outside world at all. Okay. Um, But I will kind of lean forward. I'm used to kind of dealing with smaller people. So a human girl isn't necessarily... That's surprising given our size difference, but I've recently learned that you just don't reach out and heal people here. So, <laughs> um, I'll that say that lesson is still fresh. Oh yeah. No, I got yelled at. I never get yelled at. <laughs> um, so I will gently reach out. I will attempt to make you feel better if that is okay. She just nods. So as I reach out, um, you guys would notice that. Uh, along my arms, my kind of like gray lavender skin, I've got like vine-like scars and they start to take on a slight kind of blue purplish sort of glow. And I will attempt to use my restorative touch to cleanse a sickened condition. Okay. What does that mechanically do? Um. It is a my domain ability, um, and I can touch to end a dazed, stagger, fatigue, sickened, or stagger condition. Okay. You send your healing energies into the child, and you can see immediately that, I mean, it has some effect, because uh, you know, mechanically speaking, she's definitely... Uh, fatigued and exhausted. So you give her some temporary relief from the lack of sleep. But as you, you, you know, you see the energies kind of course through her, you probably realize quickly that still listening to her raspy cough, that, um, there's something, there's more, yeah, here. something more there and might require you to perhaps evaluate her. Uh, do you have the heal, a heal skill? I can mimic one. <laughs> <laughs> Trunk's more an instinctive kind of person than a, I know how to do things. <laughs> um, that is going to be a 12 on heal. All right. You, uh, you get in close, kind of listen to her. and I mean, you, you can recognize that there is something in her lungs. She's got some sort of you know, infection or you, know, you don't know what it is exactly. So you, you're not able to identify what ails her specifically, but uh, there, there is a scent there um, that is curious. Like this, like her breath has an odd odor that you kind of pick up on. <sighs> and you notice that um, like her bottom lip has a little like a black hue to it. But other than that, yeah, this is going to maybe require uh, somebody a little more skilled in curing this type of, you know, at least identifying this kind of type of disease. Um, I'll just kind of give her a pat on the head to, you know, try to calm her a little bit more. And then I will look up to Zinnia and Bramble. Um, we might need some other kind of supplies to help or she has. I'll try and lower my voice, but I'm giant and almost 400 pounds, so... <laughs> There's not much whispering out of trunk. I think she is sick with something bigger than I can just make go away quickly. Oh, 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 oh 
Oh no. What 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 do we do, Bramble? I don't know, Zinnia. Um you you know this place better than I do. Um do, do you know if there's there's anyone here who could help? And Tommy, you obviously have already been directed to go to the Roots and Remedies place, so you would We could try the Roots and Remedies. There is I was actually on my way out to go there. So they apparently my, that's where my mom was sending me. They might have something. I I will I will fly quickly over to Tommy and I will grab him by whatever shirt he put on. <laughs> and I will say, Your mother doesn't know anything Well <laughs> Believe me, I agree wholeheartedly. Um I'm just not sure of any other place in town. Um it what I know, is there any other options? Is is there a kind of a, a local healer beyond the roots remedies? Well the the options that you know of, there is a, a chirurgeon who's he's he's actually more of a non magical uh, healers are a loose word. Sur- a surgeon, surgeon, perhaps. Mm-hmm. He would not. You you would not go there. He's actually yeah. lives pretty close by and has a reputation. But uh, um, <laughs> he's a doctor. He <laughs> yeah, he's a doctor. Got it. You know, I mean, there is there is a temple, but there's a, there's only uh, there's only a couple clerics there, and I mean they they can definitely cure some basic things, but you, you don't sure. think either of them are like super powerful. And you just saw this trunk here do magic, so maybe that wouldn't help. So the 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 Roots and Remedies place would be your probably your first go to. Uh, the proprietor is named Laurel. Laurel. Laurel, and she makes okay. poultices and potions and things. Well, I think the Roots and Remedies is our best shot. I'm still just floored that you're real. I kind of figured you were imaginary. No, no offense. Breen is a very smart and trustworthy girl. I don't know why you think she would be lying to you. I, I didn't really think she was lying. I just, um, I'm a bit surprised. Hmm. Well, we should hurry up and go. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, you hear her cough a bit more. I grab you by the, is it a collared shirt? Uh, probably not. <laughs> well, okay, well, I grab you by something on your shirt. And, it's super and... tight. <laughs> no, no. It's probably a button-up shirt. Oh, okay, okay. mostly buttoned. Right? I thought a ripped man like you would always be Well, it's small. a sleeveless button oh, shirt, okay. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so I'll, uh, as I'm getting kind of pulled out the door, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say, Bree, we'll be, we'll be right back. Okay, okay, Tommy. And then uh, I'll head out. All right. As a lot of you are making your way out, uh, your, your mom's like, uh, are you leaving with your friends now? Yes. We'll be at the Roots and Remedy. Okay. Hurry back. Maybe without your friends. <laughs> <laughs> mom. Um, before actually leaving a... I'm used to kind of my abilities just fixing things with the Fae. Mm-hmm. Um, so curiosity strikes, and I'm going to mutter a detect magic and see if there's something otherworldly about her illness. Okay. Uh, you, yeah, you focus on her and just do a detect magic, and you, you do not detect any magic 
then I'll just blame it on her being human. <laughs> okay. Well, you all exit out into the street, well, at least to the landing, where Derun is still there with Korda. I've actually, might have been sorry, headed towards there. Because what purpose do I have here anymore? I mean, that, that's, that could be true. At a slower pace, of course. Well, that, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. I think you've had a few minutes. So um, you've made your way down the hill mm-hmm. to the Ritz Romney's place. Again, the town doesn't seem to have that normal bustling feel to it. Mm-hmm. And as you get to the, the small healer shop, you see there's a line out into the street from the shop, which you've never seen. Mm-hmm. There's probably a dozen or more people, um, various ages, several with, with small sick children. Uh, so it is, a, it is a gaggle of people who are all looking quite a bit distressed. So there's a lot of coughing going on and people, sure. you know, just, you know. Do they look much like my friend Umros as far as conditions? Uh, I mean, he seems to be worse off, but, sure. you, know, he's a, you know, he's a much Symptoms, older. if you would. Yeah, they, they all have this very similar rasping cough. So mm. <clears throat> you find yourself at the back of the line. Take a ticket. <laughs> So is the air off? Is there something in the atmosphere? I mean, does it look like just a normal day weather-wise? I mean, it is a, it is a normal day for this time of year. It's, sure. there's, a, there's a typical slight chill in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, at this point, the sun has come up. It's in the northern sky. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather's a little unpredictable this time of year, but there's, I mean, I can make a survival check. And people of the middle ages, those seem to be fine. It's the young ones, or a lot of them young. You know, that's a, a cute observation. You just, you've definitely noticed that it seems to be younger and older mm-hmm. that seem to be uh, having the most symptoms here. 13 was my survival. All right, you glance at the sky and focus on everything around, and I mean, you don't pick up anything, hmm. nothing abnormal about the weather or the day. Okay, but it seems like the... I've made observation that's older and the and the younger. You have. Hmm. Okay. So while you're waiting in line, you can see uh, a mother, a mother and her child come out of the Roots and Rennie's place, and they have a a small, uh, like a cloth bag, and mm-hmm. you, you kind of hear them saying, "We're going to go home and make make uh, make this ointment," and they kind of make their way off, and then somebody else goes inside. So you just you're waiting in line mm-hmm. when you hear behind you, kind of coming down the street. That whole group. <laughs> they definitely can hear them. Which draws attention from the people online looking back as a troll, a fawn, and a guy with a fairy on his shoulder. Oh, Probably. well, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's oh, fine. I mean, I don't know if you've hopped over. It does not matter. Yes, that's fine. I'll say to the commotion, don't worry. They seem okay. I've met them before. So you, you all, the rest of you, reach the end of the line, and as everybody just, the, the back of the line is kind of gawking, and uh, you kind of all walk up, and Darun is at the back of the line at the moment. Hey, Darun. Oh, I would assume that you were back at home. Well, the healing didn't work, healing. so you've got someone sick too. Yeah, Umros is, uh, you might have met him a couple times. Old man, ratchety, very yeah. unlikable. It's definitely distinct from you. You've probably met a lot of those kind of people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Customer service, am I right? Um, yeah, he is sick with many of the conditions. 
But let me tell you something, Tommy. I've been observing here, and they look like it's the young and the old who are taken ill in this line. Coincidence, do you think? Well, I'm... Maybe. What did your troll friend... What, what did you find out, Trunk? Is the girl okay? It is not... Magical. Hmm. But, looking around, seems a little bit odd. Is everyone in this town usually this ill? No. Uh, my friend, I have tried casting many spells of healing, and even feeding of berries of goodness, and I could not get him to revive. This is definitely something much more serious, now that I look at it. All right, well, you, um, are you going to wait in line? How long is the line? Uh, I mean, there's about a dozen people in front of you. And this is going to, I mean, this could take an hour. Do I know, is there like a localized area where a lot of these people live? I imagine I would know where a lot of people live. Uh, well, I mean, you do. I would say give me a knowledge local check. Uh, oh, that's a thing. It is a thing. And it's a five. <laughs> okay. I mean, you think about it, and you feel like maybe that's a good idea, but you you don't recognize probably a third of the people here, like on on a first name basis. So you're not really sure where they all live. They've, I mean, and you're looking at the other people here, and, and that you're standing next to. Yeah. So you you don't know if you can isolate that. Perhaps if you ask somebody else or got more information elsewhere. I would likely I would like to calmly stop the next person who came out, and ask them what has been given to you. Um. Yeah, it's actually uh, like an uh, uh, older, uh, older human guy. He's like, mm-hmm. um, it's some a mixture. <clears throat> it's just a mixture of reagents. I I don't know exactly. She explained it as best, but I I'm gonna go home and make tea with this. Could I just take a quick look at it? I promise you will get it back. Um, he he looks askance and and. and Everybody just kind of, the, the, you've disrupted the line at this point. So there's a lot of like hubbub. And people I mean, like, I'll step out of yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he will, he'll open me. it up and show you. And, and Could I see any kind of, of the plants or perhaps herbs that are being used here? Uh, sure. Give me a, either a heel check or a knowledge nature to see if you recognize them. Both more really good. While this is going on, Zinnia is going to do something, but I'll wait till this is resolved. It's a 24 for heel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you recognize, you recognize everything that she's given. It's, you know, to create an herbal tea, mm-hmm. uh, mostly you think is a soothing agent. Mm. Uh, it might be good for typical seasonal type uh, cold and cough, but you feel very confident that this is not going to fix it. Gather, but it'll probably make him feel temporarily better. Gathering that information. I feel as if I've gotten a pulse on the large one that he knows of things in nature. So. And all of you who, uh, I'm going to explain to you what's in here and say, I do not think this will heal anyone. There you go, old man. So him, <laughs> him hearing that, he's like, uh, uh, are you a healer? Why, uh, Laurel said this would make me feel better. It will make you feel better. And you see people are getting agitated. Uh, what did you want to do, Rochelle? It will make you feel better. <laughs> Well, that's disappointing news. <laughs> so, while that while everybody is distracted by the disruption, Zinnia was going to look if there was a way for her to fly into the shop, relatively unnoticed. Sure. 
I mean, there is an open window. Okay. So Zinnia flies into the shop and is going to try and steal a, a bag of the poultice. <laughs> Love it. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not waiting in line. Good thing the dungeon is well cupped up here. Okay. Um, that, I like it. Well, first, give me, give me a stealth check. Okay. 15. All right. I mean, there's a lot of distractions going on, especially since there's now at least a, com- a small commotion out in the street. So you, you fly through the open window into the shop, and it is, it's a small, crowded, crowded shop. There's, a, there's an actually a simple counter there, behind which there's numerous shelves filled up with you know, jars and vials and things of various ingredients. There's many, many dried herbs and things hanging about. And the place kind of has a, it's a little pungent, but some, there's like, it's a mixture of aromas and scents in the room. Um, something is brewing in the back and there is a, already a, a kind of hairy looking young woman, um, kind of like darker skin with long hair pulled back uh, and spectacles. And she's in the process of, te- you know, asking this next person that has stepped up uh, what their symptoms are and saying basically, I, I will try to mix something up here. I, and she sees her turn and just start, she, she has a pile of ingredients on the counter, but she seems to be mixing things together uh. like case by case. So there's not like a, a bag of it all. Like she doesn't have all these. There's nothing ready made. Yeah. She seems to be kind of trying to address each of these individually, but they don't notice you at the moment. But you can choose to take a perch there or stealth back out. If there's nothing ready made, then that doesn't really do me any good, does it? I mean, you could just steal something random if that was <laughs> if you wanted to. No, <laughs> I wanted I wanted there to be like a little pouch that I could just grab and go. I appreciate that. I like it. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, she's trying to do her best. Now I just feel bad for her. So no, then I just leave. All right, you flitter back out. At this point, you guys can continue talking. You want to just kind of wait in the queue until your turns come up, or are you going to try to push your way through? Um, I imagine I have a little money. I guess we didn't really talk too much about that. You do have some money, yeah. Okay. So I'll say pretty loudly, I'll just sit, kind of pull up my coin purse, and I'll say, anybody can have all of this. Just let me take your place in line. <laughs> Specifically the people in the front of the line. Not, not you, Dayroon. Sorry. I step out of the line. <laughs> um, Put my hand out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I step out of line. Any takers? Um, uh, give me a diplomacy check. I know, it's a dice game. Uh, 14. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean... You're kind of working against a degree of, of some desperation here, but there's also an element, there's a little bit of uncertainty now that this dwarf has declared that this is not going to do any good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, amidst that, uh, the disagreement going on, uh, yeah, someone at the front uh, says, I'll, I'll take your money. Sweet. Um, I'll, I'll go up there and uh, give him the coin purse. Uh, and put myself in line. All right, he will. He's going to just kind of step out of the way, 
And it looks like he's just going to kind of watch what's going on because he's been with this really paying attention to what Darun was saying and talking about the healing. So then I'll fly over to tell me and see. Now, how are you going to pay for it? Well, we'll get to that part. Like, <laughs> I really fought that part through. I think for Trunk at this point, I'd be uh, walking up the line, just kind of looking at what kind of symptoms I'm seeing. And I will just start asking, um, what, what kind of sick do you have? And I'm just trying to like see if they've all got the same thing or something different. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, they, they are, I mean, you've always been standing here now a few minutes and they've, you know, determined at least reasonably so that you're not out to do them harm, but they're still nervous around you. Go ahead and just give me a diplomacy check. Diplomacy. Um, that is going to be a whopping 12. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you, you're, you're obviously you're presenting a good demeanor and you're trying to be helpful and you're just asking them some questions. So, uh, between that and you know your powers of observation, they they pretty much all seem to have the same thing, which is a a cough that has been worsening uh, between the last one and three days, and um, black around the lip. Uh, nobody actually says that, but you definitely have observed. Um, what uh, there was another older lady there who seems to be really in a bad way. You see it on her, so. The people seem to be that uh, have just most more recently got it. You don't notice it. Okay. Um, to a couple of the people who seem to have it the worst, um, if they're wanting, I'll reach out and use another charge of my restorative just to kind of ease some of those symptoms. Um, but then I'll walk back to the rest of the group. Uh, well, if you do that and uh, they're like, you know, you, you give them this brief, you know, surge of like this feeling of relief and they're like, oh, that, that feels good. And then everybody else is like, do me, do me. And then you're like, <laughs> you feel like these people are just looking for some sort of aid. And hey, now, now the line is completely disrupted as people are like reaching out like, me next, sir. Oh, heal my child. Which no, none it, of this will actually cure any <laughs> of you. <laughs> I'll work on it though. <laughs> But uh, I mean, while that is going on, then Tommy, you can basically slip inside, and yes. anybody else who wants to go, other than Trunk, <laughs> with with uh, with you, can can kind of like step around and st- go inside as Trunk is. I'm not chuckling, but this is not not entertaining. <laughs> I mean, wow! From <laughs> a s- aspect of, I'm enjoying. I'm not enjoying, but I'm finding amusement in the fact that. He looks a little flustered from the healing because I think I know everything about healing. Oh, see? I see. Yeah. Our first like deep insights into the psyche yeah. of Derun. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So so I'm I'm riding on Tommy's shoulder and I make sure that that Bramble Bramble, Bramble is coming with. Yeah, Bramble's been just sitting <laughs> a little quietly off to the side. Probably very much out of your element. I mean, very, I imagine very that. Much so, yes. Yeah, surrounded by all these human people and yeah, doing your best to not be observed. But uh, yeah, so the lot of you kind of make your way in. And then, Trunk, once, you're, once you start saying, I can't really help you, but do you, do you dispense any more of your healing touches? Um, to anybody that looks to be like you've described, that there are people who are on kind of like 
the first day low symptoms and then people who are like heavily fatigued and whatnot of it. So I can spare a few of them to the people who are the greatest in need. But from there, I'll just say it would probably be best for the moment to go with whatever kind of teas they are making to ease you. And I will see what the source of this illness truly is. Okay. Well, you, uh, you, it's the mixed message you give. I mean, a sense of ease, but also like, like more people are trying to solve their problem. Um, As I realize that I'm now kind of the plague master, I'll slip to <laughs> intimid- in- intimidation a bit and I go, Get your tea and go rest now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, they still have to wait in line for their teas. So do you, um, so Thomas, you've, you've gone in and you, you see that the, the young woman at the counter, which, I mean, you've definitely seen her around the town. I don't know that you would necessarily know her, but, uh, I mean, I know her name, I'm sure. Yeah. Given your personality, perhaps you, you might think she's easy on the eyes or something, but, uh, well, <laughs> No, definitely no. I am. Um, so you you straight up the counter with your bizarre entourage, and you see that she was just pausing to catch her breath and turns, and, and was kind of mid sentence again. Yes, what are your symptoms? Oh my, a cough and a black lower lip. Um, excuse, is that? Are you a fairy? Y- yes, I am. Oh, my, I don't think I've not seen one of you up close. And she just kind of bends down. and Well, you're on Tommy's shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. So she kind of leans forward uh, into Tommy's space to look at you up close. Are you sick? No, I'm not sick, but my friend is. We really need this poultice just to help ease her pain. So she kind of looks between you. Who's sick? It's Bree. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Tommy. Yeah, she's got a really bad cough. And, like, her lower lip is black. So she pauses at that black? Yeah. Oh, what? I haven't noticed that yet. Well, a couple of the others ate it. Oh, well, everybody's just focused on their cough, and I've been doing my best. Uh, And then she kind of looks out the window and sees... Is that <laughs> is that a what? monster? <laughs> it's been a morning, Laurel. It's been absolutely dreadful. But I really do need this for Bree. And you can charge it to my mom, certainly, at the bar. Um, okay, okay. I and can charge a double. I don't care. <laughs> what I, I whisper, good plan. So you know, this, her, her, her guard is kind of dropping a little bit, and she says, well, I, I can make some teas, but I don't know what this ailment is yet. I, I need some more time to figure it out. I've got to figure out what's causing it. Is there anything you need, like more powerful plants? <laughs> well, m- most likely, but we need to figure out what it is. I've, I've just not had time. There's been so many people coming to the door, and the fact that everyone has caught it so quickly together, there must be a reason. Well, I, I don't want to. Is there anything I can do? Maybe if we can figure out why they're all sick, like how. So, Derun out there, uh, are you, do you feel like you've gotten close enough to overhear this? Um, yeah, yeah. 
if you want to step in, since you did have a thought mm-hmm. a minute ago. So, yes, they're young and, and old. You see the middle-aged people. They are not affected. Uh, we, well, yes, I, I have noticed that it's been mostly the children and the older people so far, but still trying to determine like why these people... <sighs> it, I am not too familiar with this town, Tommy. Yeah, do, and again, they, they all live in a similar area of the town? Well, that's what... I, that's what... Yes, you were you were thinking Deirun, but it, you I did, you didn't like voice your thought to the others. So I wanted some. I I guess I don't know if I know well enough in the same area. Perhaps they are in the same area of the town, but what area is this? That's my question. Like, well, when you I don't, when, when you suggest that yeah. as a possibility, uh, Laurel will perk up and say, "Oh wait, that is a thought," and she starts kind of you you see her pause and just kind of start doing some mental calculation about who she's already talked to this morning. And she says, oh, oh, that's actually not, that's a good idea. Everybody does seem to be living or from the, 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 the southwest side of the town. Ooh. Oh, that is a wonderful point. There must be some source. If we could find that, I could probably find a cure then. Ooh. So if you could find the, the source... I'm sure we probably would do our best. Absolutely. Take a look. The so- <laughs> I, I, I don't like making promises. I feel like we're playing Pathfinder, the CDC version. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's break out the uh, pandemic board. Yeah. So that would be <laughs> in our name na- in my neighborhood. Yes, um, near Umros, the southwest. Is that the way I'm looking at the map? North. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So everybody has a, they're looking at the map of the town now, scrutinizing the possibilities and seeing mm-hmm. who lives where. I know it is riveting. So yeah, you start thinking about uh, the people and who are sick. And yeah, looking at the Southwest, perhaps. Uh, so Laurel suggests if you can find anything that might be the cause. I have a lot of material here. I could, I could certainly uh, try to brew something or figure out if we need more reagents. But in the meantime, let me keep making some teas, at least to ease these people and, you know, get them back home. Can we get one for the road for Bree? Um, two, please. Or maybe four? <laughs> Make it four. Make it four. Three for Bree and one for Umro? Umro. Umro. Yes, thank you for remembering. Sorry, he only gets one. That's fine. I've already dealt with my emotions about that. It seemed like it. <laughs> I right, well, uh, she will hurriedly make make make, uh, make a couple of the the tea mixtures and give them to you. Um, wait, wait, four. Um, she seems a bit hesitant, and she said, "Well, I, I charge them to the howling hound." Um, authorizing it. It's... All right. Um... <laughs> this is this is where you come in, Bramble. Um, yes. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you you can give us um four of them. Um, it, I I can assure you that uh they will be paid for. And it's a worthy endeavor. It yeah, yes, it's a worthy endeavor. We're 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 doing our best to to save a very sick child that really needs your assistance. There's oh. our bard. 
<laughs> the reluctant bard. <laughs> How is your inventory? Do you have enough supplies? I can get through the day. We'll have the bard, bard make a diplomacy check so that you can you cast a die here. Yes. Yeah. They're working into their role. 14. All right. So, yeah, you... Uh, it sounds like you're also being aided by by the group. So uh, you, you put your charm on, and and uh, yeah, she'll give you four poultices, or the the tea, the tea mixtures. Um, hopefully, with the the promise that you're going to go find something for her to work on, <laughs> um, giving the lot of you the opportunity to make your way back into the street where Trunk has probably extricated himself from the crowd. No, probably not. Actually, um, like while I still have my gaggle of plague victims, um. I'll, like, I've already kind of figured that they have to have gotten ill. If they've got the same disease, it has to have come from something. So I'm trying to find out what they all do that might be similar. Um, so um, is is there a place that you all play together? The old and young people. <laughs> is there a, a food you all like to eat that is new? Okay, so you're you're looking basically to kind of gather some information, ask them, try to yeah, figure out what would be common amongst them. Well, it it is a mixture of uh, I mean, the southwest part of the town is you know broadly the sort of we'll say middle class. I mean, so it's not like it's a lot of poor people per se. You think that they yeah they don't really all seem to have the same place that they've eaten or played. Especially, obviously, not the old people. Well, that but, is sad. The old people yeah. should play with everyone, too. <laughs> um, tell you what, see if you can... You don't really know the town, but you know if people are eating and drinking, then they're probably getting it maybe from there. And mm-hmm. you've ruled out places to go to eat. We'll say that. Okay. Well, Matt is looking at a map, but Trunk doesn't know about that well that's right there, so... <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, the uh, the your other members of the of these, this group have come out now with some poultice mixtures and a mission from Laurel, of which they're now going to relay to Trunk. Yeah, I'll just kind of wave at Tommy as soon as I see him, Mister Person. Yeah, it's Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Um, where do you get water? Uh, from from the well. Yeah, and so Tommy, you would you would know that there are uh, several wells in the town. Um, yeah, and you know there's definitely one on the southwest side, which Deep. is probably where they get it for the inn and for your family's house. But then, yeah, like the one you use is on the north side. Yeah. Do Do you think that could be the problem? Everybody apparently eats everywhere. They do not gather. They do not like to spend time with each other. This <laughs> this town has many problems that I think you should fix. But for the most part, it looks like wherever they are drinking might be similar. So let us go check that place out. And I can see. show you where it is. All right. Goodbye, sick people. <laughs> Spinoff idea, Mayor Trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then you make your way over, yeah, from uh, the Roots and Remedies. So there's actually there's actually two possible wells, right? There's the one 
kind of west, middle west, and then one far southwest. Mm-hmm. So do you, um, you think it actually, you know, you were thinking it's probably most certainly the southwest one, but if you want to check both. Well, we'd be going fairly close to the one that's kind of straight west, right? Yeah. So we'll probably stop at that one first, I would think. No, first we take, first we go back to well, your house. after we, yes. yeah, after we go and okay. get the medicine to Bree. All right, so you're going to run back to the house and give your mom the tea to make? Yeah. All right. So Be very specific with the instructions to your mother. Absolutely. Will do. All right, so you have a pleasant exchange with your mother. Tell her how to make the tea. It's probably not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. Uh, uh, yeah, and so uh, I don't know if you bother telling her what else you're up to, but uh, yeah, she's, she said she'll, I've got this. I'll go make the tea. Mom, follow the directions exactly. All right? I can make tea, Thomas. <laughs> Never make me any tea. And While he's doing that, I will fly up and, and check on Bree and just tell her that, you know, what we're doing and that I will be back to check on her later and just make sure she keeps resting. And then I will also go wake up Nipper, who's been napping during the day because oh, okay. Nipper does not come inside the house. Okay. So Nipper is probably... Probably over in the little yeah. greenery nearby. There's a little green, yes. Okay, a little foxhole. So. Yeah. I would like to write a small note and put it in with the tea that I was given and put it in Kodrashia's saddlebags and put it in there and tell her, go give this to Gilda and come back. Okay. So I guess we've decided as a group to help these people. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to help them. That could be a question <laughs> or a statement. I mean, I'm going to help Bree. Yes. And I mean, we should probably, I mean, if we figure that out. Yeah. I think we'll get it all sorted. Well, let's hope. Okay. I'm glad we've established this. <laughs> Very defiant. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make it clear we're doing this together <laughs> as a group, or some people would call it a party. <laughs> you, you, have a, you have a compatible mission at this point. Okay. I just met you like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I mean, nobody's making any lifelong commitments here. You're just trying to trying to find some medicine. Good. All right, uh, then uh, you quickly quickly make your way over to the to the nearest well. Yeah, there's nobody there at the moment. As a lot of you kind of step up to the well, it's a pretty simple stone well with um, a rope and a bucket. And I mean, you know that you know these have kind of been built around a ring, you know, around the hill which supplies the, the water for the area. All right. Well, uh, what do you want to do then? So, Rochelle, so Zinnia is kind of still sitting on Tommy's shoulders. We've got Bramble there, and you, I mean, there's well, a well. I well. probably go back and forth between okay. Bramble you're and... Fl- you're flittering yeah, around. Yeah, And Trunk, you look at the well, and you know, I mean, you're not getting in there. The, I'm assuming there's a bucket system. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bucket. Yeah. So I'll haul up a pail of water. Okay. And look to 
all of the Fae for advice. <laughs> I mean, I can detect magic, but I don't know how to tell if the well is the water is bad or not. I mean, is there a way to tell? If it's is Nipper with tainted? us? Yeah, Nipper's with us now. Can Nipper smell the water and see if it sound looks tasty or oh no, something's horrible? I mean, <laughs> sure, Nipper. Nipper. Want to see the fa- do two different reactions that Nipper does? Like what's <laughs> horrible? Okay, so you hold the little bucket up to the to the fox, and he kind of sniffs at it and kind of draws back and kind of shakes his little furry head. Oh, Nipper doesn't want to drink this water? No. Oh, so Nip- Nipper goes, <laughs> Angry water. <laughs> um, I will cast light on a pebble and okay. just drop it down and then take a look to see if there's something that may be in the well that shouldn't be. All right, you drop the pebble down and you hear this, the bloop as it hits the water down, but it's, uh, it's about 40 feet down. And while you've now, I mean, the pebble makes its way into the water and it's not like, it's only probably three or four feet deep. I mean, it's, it's a nice little well, but you know, you've got some dim illumination down there, but you really can't see very well in the well. I'll, I'll go down, but put the bucket down first. Cause if my wings get wet, it's very, very bad. Oh, you right. going down. That makes a lot more sense than me trying to jump in. Oh, lower the bucket. Be, be careful. Are you going to go down in the bucket or are you going to fly? I'm going to fly down, but I want to be able to grab the rope in case my wings get wet. All right. So you are going to, yeah, just do a little spiral glide down. All right, well, it's a pretty, I mean, you're obviously tiny. Mm-hmm. But it is also pretty narrow conf- confined, so mm-hmm. I will need a fly check from you to safely descend down. Mm-hmm. Thirty. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Vinny um, is most graceful flyer in all of Hollywood. <laughs> all right, you uh, you descend down. You know, initially through the, the the gloom there, down towards where the the pebble is. Dimly illuminating the water below and probably get a couple feet above the water to look around. And I mean, with your low light vision, you can see, you know, you can see reasonably well. Uh, Give me a perception check. Mm. (laughs) Do you need another pebble? Pebble, pebble. (laughs) Two. (laughs) <laughs> Do you need a better set of eyes? <laughs> yes. I see nothing. I mean, I see things, but there's a lot to look at down here, and the you know the water and the lights, and oh, look, there's moss on the wall. Is it the same color as my wings and my hair? I can't tell. It's kind of cool looking. And then you know, there's lots of pebbles down there, and then there's a glowing pebble, and ooh, pretty lights. Beginning um, to see the problem with yeah. having her be our scout. <laughs> I'm not sure she knows what she's looking for. Hey, Nipper, do you want to go for a swim? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have have some knowledge nature skills? I do. Give me a nature check. Okay. Twelve. No. (laughs) Oh, twelve. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, you, you know, 
being a bit flighty, you're looking around, but you did give me a little like litany of things that you're you're describing. And I mean, coincidentally, there is moss on the wall, which you just went right over the first time. But as your you know your knowledge nature kicks in, it occurs to you, wait, hmm, that probably shouldn't be there. I mean, that doesn't seem well, seem good. So I'm gonna give you the opportunity to examine the strange the strange. A moss that's sort of blending in because it's, it actually is is a really black moss. Oh, and you see that it's grown probably about a, like a third of the way around one of the sides of the wells and into the water. Yeah, that's that's actually very bad. There shouldn't be black moss. Is it actually moss or is that a fungus? Hmm. 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 Can you bring a scraping of that up here? It will be a tiny, tiny scraping, but sure. Just be careful that you don't get afflicted with that of a horrible plague. It's Put it in the bucket. All right, so I pull out my hairpin, and I scrape some of the black moss, fungus, mold, whatever it is, and I put it on the edge of the, the bucket. All right, you do. You get you get a, a decent little sample as best as you can, maintaining uh, maintaining your flight. Wipe that off in the bucket, and then you can alert them that you've accomplished your task. No, I, I will fly back up. Okay. So Zinni comes flying back up. She found something. Yes, pull up the black, the bucket. All right. Bucket. And I'll take care to pull it up. All right. You, uh, you very quickly get the, then carefully but quickly get the bucket, bucket back up into the light. Yeah, where you can see Zinni has smeared some black mossy almost sludgy stuff on on the edge of the bucket down they're so gross yes it is gross does anybody know what it is but you weren't able to cure it though it wouldn't but it wasn't magical right um i could take a look at it you could you could examine it with a i mean it would be a nature check Mm -hmm. and anybody else who has nature can also make a check that is not a skill I'll have. <laughs> uh, that is a 20 from Bramble. Okay. I got 11. You, you probably sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ooh, uh... Bramble knows better than to sleep <laughs> that, on right. it. That's right. It's like a known thing. Don't sleep on the black moss. Yeah. That's the motto of our town. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, this is... Um, you're pretty sure that this is called black scour, which, yeah, I mean, it is a, uh, it's basically a moss that is, it creates a, um, like a bacterial infection and you don't want to ingest it because it can be quite fatal. Whether or not you communicate the fatality or lethality of it, uh, but it definitely those with weaker immune systems are more likely to suffer dire consequences if they ingest it or ingest contaminants. However, you don't know how to cure it. Mm. Like, but you've heard of this. It's also something that you, you would probably not expect to see here in a well. It, I mean, it does occur in nature, but there is a, uh, a fey aspect to it. Mm. Right. So, so what you relay now, you can, you can tell people what you wish. Um, it's it's called black scour, yes. Black scour. So this this appears to be um something called uh black scour, which uh if if 
ingested um, can cause an, an illness. It's not something you usually see around here, though. It's more of a, a, a fae thing, really. It's, it's something more like we would see in the woods. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how to, to cure the illness that comes from it, but I, I do recognize it. But it can be cured, right? Well, this is the kind of thing we were looking for for your friend to create some kind of Yes, she perhaps thing. would know of these herbs. Yeah. Well, how much of it is down there? Um, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's very bad. Maybe we should go check the other well and just see if it's there too, and then close off this well yes. until we can figure it out. That is a good idea. Do you know how to kill Black Scour? Like, not cure the cure it, but like kill it. Hmm. Fire. Fire is generally a good killer of things. <laughs> I mean, is that something that I would know? I mean, it would be difficult, right? It's, it's in a, the water. It's, it's in a, yeah, the mm -hmm. water's contaminated. So you, you think this might require getting more people involved? Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, they might have to drain the well, but at the very least, you think Zinnia is right? Closing it off is the, is the right choice. I think I might know the right people at City Hall. Yeah. Is, is there anybody around beyond us, any passersby? Any of them kids that get messages, anything like that? Um, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, so there's not a ton of people out and about, but you do, I mean, yeah, if you are sitting there watching around, you could probably spot one of the little Aaron kids kind of running down the street. And I'll say, Oi, you! Um, he pauses and turns and doesn't even break stride, just kind of just like makes a wide arc towards you and comes running up. Um, is it, is it Jerry? Uh, no, it's Harry. <laughs> All right, Harry. So, thing is, nobody can drink out of this well, right? So, you need, I need to send, or have you send a message to the city hall and have, let them know that nobody can drink out of this well. It's causing people to get sick. Oh, all right, I can go tell the mayor, sir, and he puts his little hand out. So I might have to owe you one, Airy. I don't, I'm, 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 you know, I just barely got my shirt on this morning. I'll give him a glowing pebble. <laughs> no, he got a glowing pebble. He looks at it. A, a boy's got to eat, Here's but that's pretty. What is it? Oh, Two copper. Oh, he, he, he kind of closes his hand on the glowing pebble and then grabs one of the coppers. All right, I'll go, uh, I'll go tell the mayor, sir. That's a good lad. Harry, it's very important. You must do this with haste. I oh. do everything with haste. And Harry's like the fastest <laughs> one. We're good. Then why didn't your mother up. send Jerry? <sighs> She's cheap. Oh. Uh, he's notorious. How do you half a copper? <laughs> no. I mean, if you could do it, she'd do it. I'll tell you that. All right, he goes running off. Pennies, literally. Uh, so... What so you wanted to go check the other well, or you want to go back and first? I'm gonna fly to um the the herb shop the the what do you the roots and remedies? Yes, roots and remedies, and I'm gonna tell her what's causing it or what we what we suspect is causing it. I've got you a might little, want to bring some of yeah. This. I've got a little vial, some empty vials. I'll... How heavy is it? 
Ooh, um, a vial. Oh my goodness, it's doing weight in, in this game. Um, yeah, it's not too heavy for that's you. That's your question. It's not too heavy for you to carry. I mean, is okay. everybody else like eager to get back to the roots place? No, I mean, it's just no. trying to like race off. My my yeah. first intention is to close off this well. So is there a? I'm just saying that they can do that, and I can like fly quickly. Yeah. Let her Could know. you put it on your little fox friend? I can. I can fly faster than the fox. Mm, fox okay. Run. So Zinnia grabs the little vial and just goes yes. darting off mm-hmm. as apparently she's going to be wanted to do. <laughs> and a lot of you are going to try to find something to close off. Is Maybe. there like a plaque of wood adjacent to the well at all? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's an excellent question. I mean, you can start hunting around perhaps for Trunk some. Trunk just grabs something the, big it, and it, heavy. Is, and is, just is, like, is there like a, a roof built over the well? Um, yeah, because they yeah. want to keep some yeah, 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 stuff yeah. out. Okay. There would be a roof. I'll just break one of the planks off, oh. and then I'll draw a oh. skull and crossbones and put it on top oh, of geez. it. <laughs> Trunk. So. I believe the message is public now property. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Trunk doesn't understand bureaucracy. Um, nope. <laughs> I am mayor. <laughs> <laughs> May- you are now mayor. <laughs> That are new rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. well, uh, so you're going to deface some property and block the well off. You've sent a message to the mayor. Uh, Bramble has figured out what it is, and Zinnia quickly arrives at Roots and Remedies to uh, present this vial of black scour and hopefully find out from Laurel if she can give us a cure. Yes. So this seems like a spot where we can take a break. Before episode two, we ran a little long for episode one. Oh. Uh, yeah. But welcome, everybody. We're going to pick up next week then and find out how, in fact, we can cure this black scour and if our heroes are up to the task. In okay. This. And does Trump get enough votes for mayor? Yes. <laughs> that will be, that'll be the important test. Yes. I don't know. When's the next election? Tested campaign. Well, he's in charge, so I think it's going to be a... How old is the mayor? He might already be dead. (laughs) Here's a cup of tea, mayor. Oh, man. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on this new campaign. Um, Hopefully, yeah, you come back again next week. We'll see how the story progresses as our characters evolve and we learn more about this new and interesting world. All right. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Yeah, and don't forget if you want to read more about like this chaotic world we're dropping everybody into. Yes. adventuresedgerpg.com. Yep, it is a wiki website. It will continually evolve and grow, and if you have feedback, feel free to email us. Uh, you can reach me at don at adventuresedgerpg.com and we'll be sharing more emails and such. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show and want more, please leave us a rating and review on whichever platform you use. And of course, feel free to share us on social media. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of TELUS. To tide you over, you can read more about the cast, characters, and the world of TELUS at AdventuresEdgeRPG.com. And if you're headed out on your own adventure, you should probably avoid using the ferry as your scout.